Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Exurgadeus. Et dissipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derundeum a facia eius. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Archangel, defendenos in Proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diabolias do praesidium. Imperet illideus supplicas de precamur, duque princeps militae calestis, satra maliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Iesu Sacratissimum, miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, beatis carolus et domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> I've been working it over in my mind for the last several months, since I've been largely absent from the platform, working on a project that has taken all of my abilities all of them, and push them all the way to their furthest extent. It was a very difficult couple of months. It was an extremely difficult couple of months. And truth be told, in all likelihood, it'll actually get a little bit more difficult. It's very rare has been very rare in my life to be stretched to my utmost limit to see everything that it is that I can do everything that it is that I can keep an eye on everything that it is that I can monitor, direct or actually just physically do and these last couple of months have done exactly that strangely enough Everything seems to be moving apace towards what is going to be a very, very devastating chastisement for humanity. 
I don't know if it's going to count. It's going to include nuclear war. I don't know if it's just going to be largely famine and disease. I imagine that there's going to be a lot of civil strife coming here soon. Possibly. Because I think one of the things that I found most disappointing is the willingness of people to suffer in order to do something good. See, there's been a lot of discussion over the last several months about the direction that politicians are guiding the world in all countries. But I've only seen a few places where they've really actually legitimately said, okay, we have to actually make a stand here and it does not matter what it costs. And of course, it's pushed governments to do outrageous things. I'm speaking actually in particular of the Dutch farmers who were shot at by police officers. It certainly outraged many people that the government was, that someone in the government was willing to go that far, that someone in the government thought that that was the right thing to do. And I tell you assuredly that so long as sin prevails in the hearts and minds of men, with nothing to counter them, that same stupidity is going to carry forward more and more. Because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the powers of the air, against powers of darkness and the evil one. But since you cannot shoot a power of darkness, since you cannot wrestle physically against a power of darkness, many of us simply believe that we must resist each other. And to be sure, that is also true. I've heard a lot of people, lots of people, in various podcasts, in various, uh, across the several platforms, but in various podcasts, say that these things need to be resisted. These things need to be noticed. These things need to be questioned and they need to be reckoned. While simultaneously drawing back and saying, but I'm not saying do this, but I'm not saying do that. And it is, of course, because the rules of the many platforms actually prohibit us from saying such things. I came as close as I was going to go before the long silence. But I will not add caveats. We are in a time of great trouble. Many of us, particularly in the Catholic sphere, have known that we are we're coming to this time. And while many of us just sort of thought, okay, well, maybe we can avoid it. And some of us were like, well, let's hurry up and get it over with. The fact is, is that's not how God's time works. I will tell you that you will find that there are good people, people who are trying to do the right thing on all sides. It's not everybody. Some are very clearly infected with malice and malintent. And those are the ones who have fought most heavily against anything that resembles a law coming from God. <clears throat> the secular world likes to talk about things like climate change. Well, the only climate that needs to change is the climate of blasphemy and wickedness. The climate of degeneracy and debauchery. 
the climate of self-centeredness, of selfishness, and of envy. The climate of greed and pride. That is the only climate that needs to change. And assuredly, I can tell you that if that climate, if that climate changes, it is only going to be by the hands of humanity. Because it is only by the hands of humanity that a climate of debauchery and sin can be resisted. That a climate of blasphemy can be fought. So many people believe, and there are many people who believe it, even if, even if they don't have the scientific acumen to really actually look and realize that everything that they say about the environment, about the ecology of the world, about the weather systems, weather patterns, they believe that the climate is going to change and it is going to get much worse for humanity. And that is, in fact, true if we do not turn back to God. It's not going to be hurricanes, although there may be hurricanes. It's not going to be floods, although there may be floods. It's not going to be earthquakes, although there may be earthquakes. The climate that has been changing over the same course of time, since they st first started bleating about it like crazy sheep a century ago, has been a climate of godlessness. And over the course of the last 100 years, we have accelerated to a mind-boggling speed. And over the last five years, even beyond anything that any of us back in the 80s or 90s would have thought even possible. <clears throat> many of my listeners, many of you who listen to this podcast are 50 years old or older. I want you to think for a moment back to the 1960s, back to the 1970s, and you could see the wheels coming off of society. It didn't feel like it because, well, let's be real. Most of us wanted the license to do many of the things that were promoted, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. But here we are now in 2022, And there's no excuse for blindness anymore. Because if you would have said in the 1980s that it was not only going to be okay for a man to enter into a marital relationship with another man, for a woman to enter into a marital relationship with another woman, you would have thought it was crazy. But you would not have nearly thought it was as crazy as the idea that it would be widely promoted in the West... that children should be allowed to determine whether or not they themselves are male or female. These very same children who we do not allow to vote, these very same children who are not allowed to make any other medical decisions, these very same children who are not old enough to fight and die in a war, these very same children who do not have who do not have that sort of imposed right of self-defense. They, they're not, they cannot purchase a weapon. They cannot purchase cigarettes. They cannot purchase alcohol, but they can mutilate their bodies. 
They're not allowed to make any decisions about the government, but they can mutilate their own bodies. If you would have said to anyone in the 1980s, in the 1990s, that this was where we were headed, they would have said you were out of your mind. There is no way that that would happen. And yet, today, that is precisely what is happening. In the United States, in Canada, in the United Kingdom, in Europe. All over the West. Because today, if you just take a step back, you can just look across the world and see proof that it is quite clear that something that wishes to destroy humanity is loose. Now, in the Catholic faith, we know exactly who that thing is. Or who those things are. They've been our enemy of old, since the beginning. But if you look around at the world today, today, for some reason, erudite, educated people cannot seem to look back 20 years and see that things are so drastically worse. And in part, it is because we gave a pass to the leader of the free world over a blue, over a stained blue dress. Because it is directly linked to that that we are here today. The climate definitely needs to change, but this is a climate that can only be changed in our own hearts. And I will tell you that St. Louis IX had it right. The good king of France had it absolutely right. It would be better to fill a person's mouth with molten lead than to allow one blasphemy. One. We have allowed ourselves to degenerate to such a point that I got to be perfectly honest with you. It, I find it actually rather entertaining because one of my friends who is an ortho bro is like, well, you guys seem to be very, very bent on prophecy. You, you guys seem to be very hung up on the Marian apparitions. We're not hung up on the apparitions themselves. We're hung up on the message. The message is repent or be destroyed. The message is repent or suffer for all of eternity. The message is repent and come back to the things that are right, good, true, and beautiful. Because it's only there that we can hope to have our sufferings find consolation. It's only there. We have a rampant increase in gender dysphoria and homosexual temptation. I'm going to go with temptation for lack of a better word. A rampant increase 
it has increased exponentially generation after generation. 100 years ago, it would have been next to no one, except maybe in the Weimar Republic. 100 years ago, it would have been next to no one, except maybe, actually, you go a little bit further and you step back beyond Weimar Germany, it still would have been next to no one, except in places that had fallen into total decadence. Kaiser Wilhelm's family had fallen into total decadence. But the fact is, is that every godless movement in the world, whether you call it Nazism or communism, the godless movements in the world are always surrounded by sexual debauchery. Why? Because in order to engage in the violations of the Sixth and Ninth Commandments, in order to engage in the things that they really want to do that are pleasurable only to them, they have to open the door and say that there is no God. And we're seeing that today. The Pope goes to Canada and everybody says, why? To apologize for something that was apologized for 30 years ago? Lest we forget that it was Pope John Paul II who actually issued the first apology about the Catholic Church's participation in the Canadian residential schools program. Lest we forget that so many people in Canada who went to those residential schools are thankful for the opportunity that they were given having gone to those residential schools. There are people out there who would say, but Caleb, you're whitewashing over things. And I would say to them, no, I am not. St. Junipero Serra was accused of beating indigenous children. He was not accused of defending them from the depravities of the more godless Spaniards in the area. He was not accused of defending them from starvation and hunger and death. And yet he did those things as well. Because a lashing, a whipping, a spanking, a beating is far better than starvation, is far better than leaving people out to be slaughtered. In point of fact, you're going, to be, you're going to have to go far and wide and delve deep to find for me where it says that physical chastisement is somehow against God's law. I bet you don't find it. In fact, I bet you find the opposite. Lest we forget that rightly so, the death penalty was a penalty for blasphemy. Oh, but those are just words. God has to have a sense of humor. He created all of this. He has to have a sense of humor. No, actually, he doesn't have to take a joke. 
He certainly doesn't have to take a joke from something that is less powerful than an ant against an elephant. Does he take jokes? I don't know. I suspect there are a lot of people who thought, oh, well, you know, they're just words, would probably find out that the word who became made flesh would find using just words in such a way to be the worst possible insult, the worst possible transgression. We have gone so far that we can't even tell good stories anymore. Few and far between are the people who get an opportunity to, be even to, te- to even be able to tell a good story. And fewer still are actually capable of it anymore. Why? Because sin kills creativity. Sin is the opposite of creation. We should know this particularly those of us who are Christian and Catholic, we should know already that sin is the opposite. The wages of sin is death. Can you create anything from death? Surely you can use the inanimate structures. But do tell me when the last time somebody wove together a piece of artwork woven together from the bodies of the dead was ever called beautiful. We are created in the image and likeness of God and we were given the power of creation, not to the degree of God himself. But we were given the powers of creation. You can see it in the best art. You can see it in the best machines. You can see it in the best devices. You can see it in the homes and in the art and in the architecture. You can see it in the fact that we know not only how to use a hammer, but how to make a hammer. Though many of us have lacked the need, the fact is, is that we can make hammers. And that single distinction separates us from the entirety of the rest of living, breathing creation. A monkey can use a rock as a tool. A monkey can use a stick as a lever. But a monkey will not use the stick and the rock together and make a hammer. I can't say that it has ever been recorded where a monkey might sharpen a stick to make a spear. Those are supposedly our closest relatives. They can use a gun, but they can't create a gun. They might even learn to drive, but they cannot build a car. And for some strange reason, we seem to neglect that 
oh, we're all just animals. We can act. We're only animals. There is no God, so let us do what we want. Insane. Absolutely insane. And this insanity has been allowed to carry forth. Yes, there's a certain degree of dirty-mindedness, which is why I keep using the word insane, that allows us to create things that maybe, you know, maybe they're not all that necessary. Maybe it's unnecessary to build a spaceship that can travel to the stars. Maybe it's a long shot as to whether or not it's even going to be worth it. We don't even know if we'd even be able to survive. We know that we can create the conditions to a certain degree, but we don't know exactly what the long-term effects are going to be. And we won't know until we do it. But all of those endeavors, the reason why they fail, the reason why we haven't been back to the moon, particularly a country that lauds itself as having a Christian founding, is because when we got to the moon, what did we do? We planted a flag, we dropped off a plaque, and we left trash. What did the crew of the what did the crew of the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria do when they landed in their first stop in the New World? I bet you don't know. The first thing they did was they built an altar and they celebrated Mass. It was not this caricature. We claim this land for Spain. They would not have claimed the land for Spain. They were looking for a populated land in the first place. That they made the dangerous journey gave them reason to build an altar and celebrate Holy Mass. Because they had cause for celebration. They were still alive. They did not fall off the edge of the earth. They were not taken down by some raging sea monster. They were not obliterated in the thousands of ways that they could have been obliterated acro across that ocean. What did we do when we landed on the moon? We put a plaque and a flag. We celebrated our own ingenuity, our own greatness. The words of the man, the first man to step on the moon were not glory be to God in the highest. The words of the first man to set foot on the moon was one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. how different the perspective is. To land on the moon was not a celebration of the greatness of God, that he'd given us the ingenuity, he'd given us the gifts that we would be able to set foot on the moon 250,000 miles away. No. This was our victory. This was a victory of men. It was a victory of the United States of America. It was a testament to the greatness of the United States of America. And God had no peace of it. This was our victory. We did this. And isn't it interesting that at the very moment of mankind's supposed greatest triumph was the simultaneous 
time that our nation was ripping itself apart in the sexual revolution. That the people who landed on the moon could not recognize the children who would grow up to run the country. We look back with nostalgia for a reason. It's because, particularly in this last century, when you look back, it was objectively better. It was objectively better that man and woman came together and raised children. It was objectively better, whether it was in the 60s or the 50s or the 40s, it was objectively better. We were not so taken with our ego that we would end up with a rampant addiction to something like social media where every single man, woman, and child can advertise their greatest foibles, their greatest triumphs, their greatest mistakes. And take for just a moment in time the the opportunity to have them, as you're looking at their post, be the very center of attention. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's not a coincidence that the same year that America proved itself to be the greatest is the same year that began the destruction of the United States of America. 
It was the same year that the church gave up on her mission to provide truth and beauty to the world and instead focused on the man, focused on mankind, on humanity, on fraternity, on all of us wondrous beings coming together in supposed unity. Same year. To be sure, some of these people, the people who put all of this into place, abandoned the faith a long time before. To be sure. To be sure that the church had definitely headed in that direction from a long time before. But the, pin the fact of the matter is, is that the year 1969 was the end of the reign of Christ the King on earth, so declared mortal man. And while the United States of America had machinations in place where that, that were at least 50, if not 100 years prior to that, the fact is, is that was the year. That was the pinnacle year. That was the beginning of the end. You would see the establishment of the European Union shortly thereafter. You would see, you would see NATO lose its ever-loving mind. You would see communism start to fade because it had to at least in its current incarnation while at the same time communism would rise up even stronger in its new incarnation <clears throat> but the fact is is that communism isn't the problem it never was the problem the communism is merely a result of a problem and that problem is the abandonment of god the abandonment of the idea that there is something more powerful than man. And in 1969, that became clearly evident to everyone. The day the United States landed on the moon, broadcast for all the world to see, that day, That day changed the world. That day confirmed for a lot of people that maybe the American idea of liberty was in fact the right way to go and maybe the church was wrong. That day was the day that everyone knew that despite the war going on in the Far East, despite the troubles going on in Africa, despite the weirdness that was going on in South, in Central and South America, despite the turmoil going on in Europe and the devastation that had been the communist regime in, in the Soviet Union, despite all of that, all of the world could look, and while some would be jealous of America for being the ones to plant the flag, the whole world looked and saw us. Mankind doing something that had never been done before. We skipped past the tower and we said, we're going to tread upon the heavens. And we did. And since then, the chastisement has been irrevocable. Because all you had to do was look 
and see. We have satellite communications. We have power and energy and all of these things. We have the capacity to travel around our own planet in the same within the same day. We can cross time zones and whole sectors. We can go out to the ocean or up into the sky or even into outer space. There is nothing held back from us. Surely we must be the gods. And the Nephilim were born once again in those days. The men of great renown, the giants, the people who would themselves be gods. To be sure, it's taken a long time to get to this point. I mean, from 1970 to 2020 is 50 years. And in the last 50 years, people don't become priests anymore. People don't become religious anymore. I mean, they were barely holding on in the first place, but now, now not even the Pope the one who is supposed to be Christ's vicar on earth has now even he has chosen not to be the faithful servant, but to be the wicked servant, to squander the graces, to squander the treasury of the king. There are many things that should happen at this point. And until we stand up and say, enough. See, we need to be praying our rosaries. We need to be going to Mass. We need to be receiving the sacraments. We need to be doing these things. But like the troops at the Battle of Belgrade, we also need to stand up and fight. And there are not nearly enough people willing to fight. Not, not among the Catholic Church. Not around the world. There is not a world leader on the stage today who does not deserve death for the things that they have done to their own countries. Not one. Not one. Joe Biden should be hanged by his own intestines. Most of the Senate and the House of Representatives should be hanged by their own intestines for their treason. Justin Trudeau Emmanuel Macron, Angela Merkel, Boris Johnson. When you look across at the world leaders, I can find not one, I take that back, I can find one, who has not betrayed his own people. I can find one. 
I don't think he's right. I don't think he's headed in the right direction. And I think he's not long before he does betray his own people. But I can find one world leader who has not yet betrayed his own people. And you can hear his name in your heads now. You know who he is. I don't even have to say him. I don't have to mention his name. You know who he is. As for the rest of them, they would be better off with a millstone tied around their neck and they were cast into the sea. For what they have done is going to, is going to immerse the world in the worst destruction that we have ever seen. And the rest of them, the rest of them will burn in hell, lest, uh, well, unless they repent. And all their godlike power, their ability to move markets and nations, to redraw borders, will do them nothing nothing in the face of creation. They're destroyers, all of them. They're not builders. They're destroyers. They're destroyers of families. They're destroyers of people. They're destroyers of goodness and truth and beauty. All of them. But now comes the worst part of the accusation, because that's also true for the rest of us. For every single one of us that doesn't actually rise up now, before this government starts to do the things that they're trying to do, do you honestly believe you're going to get a chance next year or the year after? These people are locking the door on the ownership of private property. You cannot abolish private property and sustain God's law. The very idea that God would take time out to tell Moses, thou shalt not steal, means that property can be owned and should be owned. The idea that God can tell Moses, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods, thy neighbor's ass, thy neighbor's property, or anything else that belongs to thy neighbor. Explicitly states that things can belong to people. And the theft of private property through regulation and legislation and law, the idea that you can just tip the scales to make sure that everybody loses that which is rightfully theirs. Should have every single person in the streets ripping these people out of their plush little offices and tarring and feathering them in the streets. But you're gonna let it happen. Many of us are going to try to shield ourselves from it, but we've already been compromised. For every single person out there who pays property tax, you've already been pro compromised. 
you do not own your property. I work with a young man whose family had been farmers for generations, and he himself has decided to become an aircraft mechanic. Because the fact is, is that the farms are being stolen from his family by the government. And they're being shuttled off to people the likes of Bill Gates and Lawrence Fink, the CEO of BlackRock. Why? Because if they can control it, then they can control everything. And never mind the fact that they don't have control over their own libido, they will have control over your food, over your water, over your shelter. And so many of us say, well, you know, that's not worth resisting. Well, dear family, I can tell you, a lot of Catholics don't like to go back and look at Levitical law. We don't want to go back and look at the Old Testament. But dear family, we're going to have to. Because it doesn't matter that these people choose <clears throat> to write the laws that cause all of these troubles. The fact is, is those laws are not God's laws. Those laws are not proper laws. So at some point, dear family, some point soon, you'd better stand up and resist. Do I know what that necessarily has to take, like what that has to look like? I have no idea. But I know that eventually we will resist. We will the nature of man. We will. There's no getting away from it. It will happen. And the whole world, the whole of the Western world at least, will be plunged into darkness. Why? Because if we don't do something now, while somebody has some restraint, what are you going to do when there is no restraint? When the, when the, when the fact is if we wait too much longer, the justification will simply be, well, you don't have the power to enforce that law. And suddenly power and might is going to make right. And that is going to be a long, dark night. It simply is. You could say, well, we could vote. We don't have to vote. In the United States of America in particular, newsflash, people, we do not have to vote. It has already been established that we don't have to vote. And before I read this, to be sure, I am not... I am not one of those people that's like, America's crypto-Catholic, brah. But I think it's time that we actually examine this more closely. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, 
and to assume among the powers of the earth this separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. This is a very verbose way of saying anathema sit. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and property, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations upon principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these United States. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. The history of the present government is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. I will tell you surely that I do not need to enumerate all of these facts herein. And if you've noticed, some of you might actually notice the text of what I just said, of what I just recited. And you will have noticed that I changed a few specific words. Because it only took the object, one object, because we're now in the, in the year 2022, and so we're no longer talking about King George. We're talking about a political system of a thousand potentates, all governing over their own little three feet of space in such a way to make sure that no one else can prosper. We're talking about the Zuckerbergs and the Bezoses. We're talking about the Pelosi's and the Bidens. We're talking about Raytheon and Halliburton. We're talking about Lockheed Martin and Google. We're talking about Amazon and the courts. We're talking about Congress. We're talking about the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the ATF. We're talking about local law enforcement agencies, state law enforcement agencies. We're talking about Governor Whitmer and Governor Newsom. We're talking about Governor, the former Governor Cuomo and current unelected Governor Holcomb. We're talking about the Internal Revenue Service. We're talking about the Department of Treasury and the Federal Reserve. The machinations of this government today 
have become so wide-reaching, so all-encompassing, and so depraved that if we don't do something soon, the only thing that we'll be able to put into place will be more of the same. We've reached a point in time, right now, where we can arrest our descent into hell. But if we do not, soon, we will not ever. People like to talk about the light of liberty. Well, I tell you assuredly today that we are about to extinguish the light of wisdom. We are about to extinguish the light of truth. We're about to head into a darkness that, while it may only be for three days, you'd better be careful who's holding the clock. Because a three days of darkness, by God's time, might be three thousand years. Now is the time to say, no, I will not comply. Now is the time to say, no, you will not steal from me. Now is the time to say, no, those are my children. God gave them to me, not you. Now is the time to say, no, you are not God. There is a God in heaven, and he sits on his throne. And he is the King of kings, and the Lord of lords, and to him... Be glory, honor, and all things therein. Now is the time. And if you want to keep putting it off, because you're comfortable, because they haven't come for you yet, because you haven't had your bank account frozen, because you haven't had your property foreclosed on by wicked, wicked servants of mammon, because it hasn't happened to you yet. Well, newsflash, if you wait too long, you will be too drastically outnumbered to stop it. And while I tell you that many have worn the crown of martyrdom, they wore the crown of martyrdom because they were outnumbered at the start. Dear family, this is the other end. For 2,000 years, we were the dominant force. For 2,000 years, we held fast to the truth in our own weak way. If we allow ourselves to be outnumbered again, Again, it will be because we have surrendered the patrimony of our patrimony, our inheritance, and we will have surrendered the patrimony and the inheritance that we were supposed to pass on to our children. Dear family, I worry about that one because if you surrender the patrimony that you were supposed to pass down to your children for comfort, for an easy life, When you do finally decide to stand up, 
Are you still actually a martyr? Or were you just some loser, wicked servant who decided to hold on to your comfort over your patrimony, your comfort over your inheritance? You chose instead to stuff your belly full, to clothe yourself in soft clothing, rather than to ensure the salvation of the souls of your children, rather than to ensure the hardiness and capacity for fortitude in the face of adversity of your children. We are being pushed out of the public square. When are you going to fight? These were not Goliath at the start. They could have been stamped out of existence, and they should have been, if for no other reason than for their blasphemy. Can a generation who surrenders its inheritance still be called martyrs? Or are we not the lowest of the low? Dear family, failing to pass on our patrimony, failing to pass on our inheritance, failing to keep it even for ourselves in exchange for what? For 30 pieces of silver? And you can laugh about the allegory, you can laugh about the analogy if you want to, but the fact of the matter is, is here, here before too long, 30 pieces of silver is going to be a significant amount of money, yet again. And so while 30 pieces of silver seems like nothing, huh, let me just back that up for just a moment. 30 pieces of silver in today's money in today's money it's right around a thousand dollars here to here before too long it's gonna that's gonna seem like a hell of a lot of money For too long, you're going to wish you had 30 pieces of silver. And you're going to wish you had 30 pieces of silver because you let these people take it. They're not satisfied with just your soul. They want your property. They want your children. They want all of it. They want primacy. They are hoping to be able to stand in the last day and say, you're not God. We killed you. To which our Lord is going to respond, yes, you did. To hell with you. You can figure out the path forward from there. The fact is, is that those of us who are traditional Catholics, we are scattered too far and too, too far. We're basically a diaspora. We're not going to lead an army. 
unless we make one where we're at. That means we're going to have to do some evangelizing. That means we're going to have to do some preaching. That means we're going to have to do some telling of the truth. That means some of us are going to be called cult leaders and terrorists. Some of us are going to be called very, very foul things. And it may be true of some of us because many of us are going to fall for it in this fight. But I can tell you from a temporal standpoint, from a material standpoint, if we don't start fighting soon, we're going to get everything we deserve and more. And it's not going to be well done, good and faithful servant. The path forward can only be seen with prayer can only be seen with prayer. But once you see that path, you'd better take the steps. So pray. Pray for clarity. Pray for guidance. Pray for the church. Pray for the repentance of some of these wicked, wicked men. Pray in reparation to the God that we've ignored for the last hundred years and more. Take advantage of sacraments and sacramentals and fulfill your obligations as a Catholic and teach those around you. We are, not in a, we are not in a position anymore where we can depend on a centralized government of teachers. We cannot depend on the priests and the bishops. We cannot depend on the Pope. So we must draw our weapons and go to war on their behalf in hopes of their conversion. And in the meantime, we have to do it ourselves. Don't get caught wanting in this age. I can assure you it will do you no good. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm -hmm. 